It's game time. We're calling you out to step up your effort, step up your vision. Never give up. Nobody in this room came this far to only come this far. Never settle. Everybody wants to be a beast. It's what I to do a real beast. Always hustle. Anything that starts with I don't want to work is already a problem. This is game time with Puck and A.A. Ron. Are you ready? Let's go! Hey, hey, Ron, let's do this. Let's go, let's go, let's go. We're coming off some historic, great uh, weeks, weekends, days. days. Yeah. It's got cray-cray last week and yesterday, Memorial Day. Excited to, to jump into numbers. Do we want to talk some basketball first? I mean, might as well for Gunner and Chris. Um, incredible weekend. Miami did it. Only the second team ever to be an eighth seed um, which is for those listening, which is the furthest away, the worst team that make the playoffs. Yeah. And then to then beat the number one seed and go to the finals only twice in history. Uh, the first time in history with a playoff, with a play in game, mm-hmm. uh, to make the playoffs and go all the way. So pretty cool. We watched history. It was awesome. When you're saying all that, I'm like trying to think, do we still have that Bella team out in Miami where we can go like visit slash attend? I'm like, how are we going to get to a championship game? in denver yeah i don't know i don't know we've uh we've you and i have attended i think six of the last eight yeah maybe finals more. games maybe like seven but yeah well there's the bubble we couldn't go yeah they were and then there's one year COVID we knew thing. golden state was going to win i don't know if we went i think we did i think we went to one of them <laughs> you're right i it might be seven out of the last eight yeah we went to yeah. milwaukee that was a treat that was a good time uh that was the block game all right well do you have any predictions on who's going to win Denver. Yeah, I think Denver's going to win it. I love Miami. Bunch of dogs. Truly, like, it's really cool just to see a group get so tight, um, just completely trust each other, never get up. Just like, just true dogs, just grinding. And to see what they can pull off, which is pretty cool. Um, but Denver, now they got the best player in the world right now, which is Joker. So Miami last night, they were, like, trying to hand, like, the the championship or the Eastern conference finals trophy mm-hmm. to Jimmy Butler said, I'll hold the next one. He like turned that down. Like this dude, he's a maniac. He's a guy you kind of want on your team. Totally. The, the thing is it was an emotional victory and an emotional series. Do they still have some gas in the tank? Because <clears throat> it was the opposite of what Denver Denver has been waiting for like three weeks now. Yeah. Like, uh, we swept the Lakers Lakers yeah. who LeBron who? Yeah. They, were, they went fishing. Yeah. The and then it's like, all right, Hey, so the season's still going, right? Yeah. And they just been rust and ice bath and chilling. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. What about you? You, you want to make a prediction? Well, I'm, I'm going for Miami. I always go for the underdog. Oh, I would love if Miami yeah. won, but if I had to put my money on it, I'd put it on Denver. Yeah. I, I, I hope it's fun. Yeah. I hope it's fun to see. Uh, speaking of winners, let's go into week two of Vipa. We had a head-to-head in the Venom bracket, Hollywood and Inland. Hollywood just clean sweeped Inland, I think. Yeah, that was a 7-1 to victory. It so, wasn't close. Kind of close if you count that one. I yeah, the black uh, division, we had Chicago South representing. Let's go. Let's nice. see here. In the uh, purple, we had Sacktown and Yosemite both come up with the W. Okay, love to see that. Newport out of the blue bracket. Let's get it. Mm. And then I'm seeing in green, we had Monterey. Oh, can you believe that? Is that hard for you to believe that Monterey did that? That is actually hard for me to believe that that they did that, but good for them. Yeah. That is good. We'll take it. Let's dive into our top 10 rookies last week. Let's do this. Uh, We had 
two tie for top four. So we'll just go through the top five. Okay. So Dylan Gardell's out of the Bay Area. He led all with the highest uh, payable RMR with 137 was his average. David Clark out of Yosemite was also tied with 6.5 EFP. Enan Mulligan been up there every time. Yeah, I did. With a three. Mr. Consistent. Uh, Richard Macias stood out in Memphis, yeah. uh, 6.7. And then Emmanuel Ezekbe out of Sacktown, dude. I love seeing love some Sacktown representation. Leading all rookies, 7.4 EFP. I love the, we had Sacramento, Memphis, East Bay, Yosemite, and Bay Area. Yeah. That was really cool to see um, see them get on the top five there. Top five sophomores. Here we go. Uh, this name is no surprise to you. His name is Dallin Westra. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolute dog. 9.8 with a $138 average RMR from Memphis. Yeah, exactly. And then after that, it's just double digits from here on out. And that's our sophomore class. This is incredible. Mason uh, Bayer from Moxie uh, Pest Control showing us a 10.5 with 111 from Hollywood. Oh, is I'm seeing a trend here. Uh, oh, I skipped somebody. You missed uh, Kevin, Kevin Calderon, Calderon, number four. Yeah, Kevin Calderon was number four with a 10.1 from DC. Then Mason, um, number three, 10.5 from Hollywood. Then Jake Robles, 11.5 from Hollywood. And then David Lindsay, 13.7 from Hollywood. Fun fact. David Lindsay was uh, number 14 for the entire company last week. Love to see that. Love to see his story. I'm sure we'll have him on the podcast in a couple of weeks. He's, he's been absolutely crushing. He, he's he been uh, off the heezy. And, um, he's in the top 10 too, right? Top for the, 10 for the month of May. So. Now we still have today and tomorrow. Yep. And I think it's going to come down to today and tomorrow for top 10 because everyone yeah. had a good Saturday. Everyone had a good Monday. Let's see who's going to have a good Tuesday and Wednesday. There's a lot of parody. That's right. Yeah. So great job to all you sophomores being up there. That's a dog fight. Mm-hmm. Top 10 reps. Rob Stebulus was number 10 out of DC. Good seeing him up there with 10.3. Mason Bear. We already mentioned him. Number nine out of Hollywood. Jake Robles uh, was number eight out of Hollywood with 11.5 EFP. Ryan McKay. Steady Eddie out of Minnesota. Minnesota. Love the average PRMR 105 from him. Ray Zhang out of DC. Big week from him. 12.1, 103. Great week for Ray Zhang, dude. A little resurrection, Rick. I like that. Well, you were calling everyone out in DC that no one uh, did double digits. You got two right there with Mm -hmm. Rob and Ray, both on the top 10. Gunnar Bramwell, number five. Good seeing him up there out of Sacktown. I think he'd be up higher. He had like four jobs go in like late Saturday into the yeah, Sunday he hours. doing that. Yeah. But you know what? We'll, he'll get the accolades for this week, week seven. Or the month of May, he'll get those yeah. accolades. We'll make sure he gets paid. Uh, Brendan mm-hmm. Joyce, number four out of Inland Empire. He's been white hot, 108 average PRMR. I think that's the third week in a row of top 10. It's big. Yeah. It's big. David Lindsay, we spoke about him, number three, 13.7. And then this is where it's starting to get weird. <clears throat> yeah, real weird. Uh, the top two reps in Triumph, also top two reps in the stinking company. They've been yeah. going back and forth. The last four weeks, Triumph has owned this. Tristan Pears was number two with 23.9. Out of Memphis, his, R, his average RMR was stupid, 115.92. But mm-hmm. Aslan says, I see your 115 and I'll raise you to 120. 120. With 26.9, the two top reps in the entire stinking company, both in triumph. So four weeks ago, Tristan Paris, best in the world. Next week, Aslan Barnes, best in the world. Next week, Tristan Paris, best in the world. This week, Aslan Barnes, best Seesaw. Week. Triumph is just running this shit. Love it. 
Um, I'm, ex- I'm really, really though excited to see the next week's, uh, May numbers. Cause I feel like there's some people that maybe are number 11 and number 12 on this list. They don't make it, but they're always number 11, yeah. always number, very consistent. And they're, and they show on the month of May. And so it's time to get some props next week on those guys. You want to go over some like Memorial day weekend numbers? Let's do that. Let's knock out some of that for upgrades, you know? Um, so just some, you know, fun facts here, you know, we'll just go here, but, uh, um, we had Adi, um, do six on Memorial day uh, from DC, uh, yesterday. Wookie did five, uh, for Memorial day. Um, Ali Sultan did uh, five on Saturday. Um, after I knocked with him, no big deal. Kind of a big deal. Uh, <laughs> Sophia Silvestri four. Wow. As a rookie on Saturday, she had that dog moment with the roses. Yeah. She's crushing. Uh, Damari Turner with four yesterday, brand new rookie from DC. So that's all DC so far. Whoa. You'll probably notice why that's happening yeah. later. Uh, shout out to Jeff Whitaker five um, yesterday. Yeah, working nice, his ass Jeff. off. Love to see that. Um, Aslan Barnes, 7.66 EFP on Saturday to take him home to be the top rep. Mm-hmm. But my favorite was Tristan Paris yesterday with a cool 9.36 EFP on Monday, on Monday. Um, really interesting, you know, me and Tristan kind of texting back and forth and stuff. And he was like, dude, I don't know. I'm like, um, um, I'm already at five. I'm kind of slowing down. I'm running on running. Pa- I only have one more welcome packet. And he like, uses these welcome packets like they're a big deal to him. Yeah. And uh, he ended up just selling one more. So he's at six. He's like, oh man, I don't know. Like, should I just call it a day? I'm out of welcome packets. I'm like, dude, if you got a hot hand, let's play it, dude. Yeah. Like, keep your foot on the gas. It's like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do though. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, you'll survive without welcome packets. Like you, you'll do this. Like you can survive this. Don't worry. And the next thing you know, he's like, don't worry. Went back to one of my customers that was already getting installed. And I took their welcome packet from them because they didn't need it anymore. And I went and sold another one. Number seven, baby, going in right now. Same day. <laughs> well, that's his kryptonite. If you want a Tanya Harding, uh, Tristan Pears, just, just make sure they don't have yeah, welcome packets. Yeah, right? Aslan Barnes need to be paying somebody yeah. still his welcome packets that's or right. something like that. Yeah, that's great. <clears throat> Love it. Um, uh, upgrades? Yeah, let's let's hit some upgrades. We got some upgrades here. Let's just do some uh, notary. Here we go. David Lindsay, he got 2.1 EFP um, mm-hmm. from Hollywood. That's out of four upgrades. That's what we like to see. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon Painter, 2.4 um, from five upgrades out of from DC. And then um, Andrew Uckland, 3.4 EFP with six upgrades from Monterey. So, you know, pretty good. I didn't even know their Vivint had done well out in the Monterey area. Well, apparently there's some upgrades. There's some upgrades. Yeah. There's so upgrades. we have some historic success out there. Yep, yep, yep. Love it. Uh, office rankings last week. We're going to go through, uh, yeah, just top five, I guess, right? Yeah. Is what we do. Yosemite. I, Ooh, listen. Beat out Chicago again. I can't believe that Yosemite. I am blown away <laughs> that the show, if you were mm-hmm. to tell me at the beginning of the year yeah. that Mark and the squad would mm-hmm. out would be on the top five yeah. and be the top office in the show, beating Chicago, beating Bay Area, beating SF. I would have said, I don't know, man. He's lost three shareholders. Mm-hmm. Do they have it in him? Yeah. Well, I'm going out to Chicago this week. Hopefully we can change that up, you know, out in Chi-Town, my, my old stomping grounds. But yeah, that's two weeks in a row. That's tough. But yeah, Yosemite, number five. Way to go. Memphis was number four at 107. Inland Empire had a big week, 151. Hollywood almost did. 200, they did 191, mm. but no one was better than DC, 200 EFP, what a monumental week, historic week in Triumph, uh, great for that program, and uh, what, what would you have to add with that? Uh, I do want to give a couple of shouts before I address that, yeah. you know, Newport, 
an average of 106, yep. and they jumped up a couple spots. Uh, shout out to Newport. We That's called right. them out. I Luca, think uh, Luca Diaz in the squad. Yeah, Cam, I think he did like four yesterday or four on Saturday. But had, had a, yeah, it was a good job. Um, yeah, so it was just really cool to see. I think DC ended maybe 201 or 200 something, but incredible to see an office do 200 EFP in a week. Holy crap, that's really good. Um, Hollywood too, though, you know, averaging 98, uh, almost 99 crazy. and doing 191. Um, pretty cool. But then Inland Empire did 40 on Saturday with their per rep average. Their per rep average was stupid on Saturday. They don't have a really big office, but they got some dogs out there. That per rep average is pretty dumb. So as, as I look too, we were talking a lot about Yosemite. If you would have told, well, Newport, they're, they're kind of finally hitting their potential, mm-hmm. but they were Leeds top office, which they're where they, they should be. Head of Minnesota, head of Sacramento, head of East Bay, yeah, and Monterey. Yeah. Let's do the region rankings here. So um, Diamond coming in number five with 107, uh, 100 average. Um, Prodigy with 189. They were only up 56% year over year. Okay. Big deal. Um, the show, 290. So they went from first to third with 290. Uh, just flat year over year lead um, might be one of their weeks of being up in growth. They did 321 with 6% growth, but nobody was better than the empire with 332 and 59% growth year over year. That's a lot of growth. And that's another week of lead not being number one. We talked about that last week. What do you predict this week coming up? I like lead. I, I like lead. lead. So lead had a hundred and two dollar average payable RMR, and I do. We did call out a couple offices, by the way, for having terrible RMR. So uh, let's see. It was the Bay Area and San Francisco. They did step up their game. By the way, they got back in the eighties, which was good. Yeah. So Bay Area was ninety four actually. San Francisco was eighty six. So they stepped. I mean, it up. I think Lee would have taken it if 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 Empire just didn't absolutely smash people on Saturday. But here is my thing. I think Lead is number one region this week if their leaders can step up. Like, look at the top ten. Ryan McKay, you know, not even a full area director out there, but still in the top ten. And then Gunnar Bramwell, the only manager out there. But no Miguel, Lucas, no Lucas Diaz, no Chris Mevs. Where's Boyington? Um, no, Boyington. Like, I mean, even even there's, you know, a couple. Yeah, so that, that's going to come down to. Joseph Cook. Chandler Gines. Like, where are you guys? Like, if you, I mean, that's what it's going to come down it's to. It's like Bobby Fisher. We're searching for him. Yeah. So, if you can get that going, yeah. Let's uh, dive into some solar. Let's some do it. Solar love. Uh, I don't have Here Comes the Sun oh. queued up, but I would have liked that. Yeah, that would have been great. That'd have been a great time. Let's go through the top offices. We have some dog moments for solar a little bit. Yeah, too. We have we'll, one, yeah. we'll throw that in there. But uh, SF did five big numbers. Inland Empire was seven. Yosemite with eight. And then Hollywood and DC each had 15. Mm, so poor Hollywood. They still haven't passed them up in that. I'm seeing a rivalry there. They want to get first, but they just can't do it. Yeah, like solar, four weeks in a row smart now. home. There's a rivalry. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I'd love to see it. That's still a lot though. I mean, it's a ton that, you know, you're doing 15 a week. Uh, that's about over 300 in a summer. Yeah. That's, it's really damn good. Um, let's do a little dogma for the solar real quick. Oh, let's hit it. Yeah.
This one goes out to Adam Souza from DC. Um, he had the biggest set close of the summer so far with a 33 kilowatt Whoa. close by Steve Warner's brother, Danny Warner, who closed that out in DC. That's quite a dog moment. Yeah, Danny Warner's been in the solar game for several years. That's mm-hmm. the biggest uh, biggest roof he's ever closed, yeah. big, biggest uh, kilowatt package he's ever closed. So congrats to to both those guys. Those are huge freaking numbers. Huge and payday coming out. It's going to be great. Love um, seeing that. Some top solar closers here. We have Leif coming at number five from the Bay Area. Hunter McCoy, six from D.C., Dallin Clark, eight from Yosemite. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, Solar Steve, eight from Inland Empire. That's really good. And then nobody was better than Chase Hermanson with 12 closes in Hollywood. It's getting crazy with old, Hot damn. With old Chase Hermanson. We got mm-hmm. a few more dog moments. Though, yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay, cool. This one goes out to Jaden Erickson out in Hollywood. Um, Jaden's closing a deal. The customer doesn't have enough money for the 25% down payment. Uh, he convinces the customer to go to the bank and deposit the money. They go and deposit the money. On the way back, they stop at the store and the wife loses her wallet, everything, social security card, debit card, everything. So they don't have a card to put on file or anything like that. So the next day they go back to the bank to go get a debit card. This time he goes with them in the car and they get a blowout of tire on the way to the bank. Oh, but they pull over. The homeboy jacks up the car, changes the tire, goes to the bank, gets a debit card, comes back, finishes the survey, and bam, same day as that bad boy. So uh, shout out to Jaden Erickson from Hollywood. Great job, Jaden. This is another one from Hollywood. We got Seth out of Hollywood. Crazy story. He's knocking doors. Sees this guy as a barber shop in his garage. Garage is open. He's cutting hair. He's like, "Hey, I'll I'll have you cut my hair." While he's getting his hair did, he sells them, mm-hmm. gets the deal done, and a haircut. That's what I call two birds, one stone. I like that. Good job, Seth. This is Bobby from Chicago, who's also an incredible follow on Instagram if you're not following him. But uh, Bobby was just chilling in the lobby at the police department as they were waking, waiting for their solicitor's permit. And it was taking quite a while. And they started pitching police officers, you know, showing them their product. Next thing you know, Bobby's out there just same day and a police officer in the lobby doing a digital survey and the whole thing. So without a solicitor's permit, which is pretty sick. So pretty cool to see. Big time. <laughs> nice job, Bobby. Out I in Chi-Town. I love it. Uh, this week, AA, we have a, a good guest we're going to get on the call here. Yeah. Um, let's get him on. He's been around for a bit. There they are. Ayo. Let the, let the beat sink in. <laughs> let it drop. We got J. Lou up in the house with the little Lil Wayne, uh, six foot, seven foot. I uh, like that. Little Wayne. So, J. Lou, the reason why you're on this is Empire is kind of kind of throwing down. They're kind of leading out. They're kind of showing up. Yeah. Um, per up averages. I, I see low. what you did there. Leading out and showing up. I oh, like that. Whoa. Yeah. Shots like, fired from J. Lou. That wasn't what we were meaning. Yeah. Shots fired from J. Lou. 
Wow. Yeah. Take offense. Take offense. La- last week, you're up 59%, 332 EFP. What a difference a year makes. Mm-hmm. I, I see. Uh, I mean, how does it feel hanging with some of the big dogs that we've had with Asael in the show and Josh uh, Gruel and, and lead? Yeah. I mean, obviously it's, it's super vindicating. Uh, you know, there's a tiny bit of embarrassment you carry with you as the only diet regional in the partnership <laughs> where we, uh, you know, barely missed 5,000 by 95 accounts last year. So um, it's nice being up there and actually feeling uh, like you're not fake news and actually getting it done. So mm-hmm. really cool. Really proud of both teams. Um, me and you are in a group text with Riley and, and, and Riley's just been ranting about how much he loves his office and how he just like, he just loves working with dogs and he's never really seen this before. Never, never has witnessed something like this before. Never seen a culture like this before. Uh, he's been around for a bit, been in Nashville for two years, been in DC, you know, so he's been around the block. What is going on uh, in Inland Empire and what is he alluding to with this, with this culture he speaks of? Cause you're out there. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is something special and that's the only way I can describe it. Um, you know, I, I've always seen the potential in, in this particular side of Empire, but last year it just kind of felt like we were flirting with what we could be and never finally got there. But I think a, a little bit of a perfect storm has taken place on the West Coast of Empire where everything's just kind of falling into place. I, I, I give the example, Colin Coward has a great take on why Tom Brady is great, the greatest. And I, I, I see so many parallels with what's happening in, in Inland Empire and then what he talks about. And he says, there are three things that are the perfect storm for greatness. Um, number one is you have to have a chip on your shoulder. And I think especially this crew out here has a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, a little bit of daddy issues. I know we know last year, this was the San Francisco team in 2022. And Puck actually picked that team to be number one for the whole summer. And then we didn't even make the top five. Yeah. Uh, very, very disappointing year. So we kind of... We got brought yeah. to the forefront. You, you disappointed the and embarrassed me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, totally. And, I, and I that's embarrassing that, for us too. I didn't do that. <laughs> that's right. Aaron, Aaron yeah. didn't believe. But anyway, yeah. so we kind of carry a chip on our shoulder to say, you know what? We're a little bit more unassuming this year, a little bit more under the radar, but we do want to prove that we still got something there. So chip on your shoulders, one, I think they're using that. Number two is a great environment. I think what the Inland Empire has is so unique is it is a pack of dogs. You have, you know, Riley, who's a very... Uh, philosophical leader, very much in the fields of his rest and understands what they're going through and able to speak to that. But at the same time, you have, you know, a pace setter like Azan Barnes, who's just, the energy is unmatched. Then you have like this weird, like drill sergeant mentality from Blake Matthews and especially Brendan Joyce, where you kind of get that harder side where people are, you know, the discipline that we need. And then obviously the new blood with Ty Roper, Parker Weaver, um, and, and those guys coming in and bringing in new blood that's just dominating. And then of course, uh, you got Josh Fast yeah. kind of sneaky up there leading out. So this really good environment where you have a bunch of different leaders coming together and, and all with different strengths that are really driving the production. Then finally, the last thing is kind of someone to chase. So you got a chip on your shoulder, which we have. We have a great environment um, with the leadership and the different roles, uh, role players that we have. And then finally, someone to chase, whether it was kind of like, trying to prove that we can keep up with DC. And then obviously that, you know, our neighbors in Hollywood, I'm getting screenshots of, you know, a lot of trash talk happening on Instagram and the DM, but it, it's great. I think it's making everyone more money because, you know, we're, we're going toe to toe with our neighbors in the exact same area. 
And um, so having someone to chase and kind of compete with really creates that perfect storm of, I think, what's taking place here. So that, that, that would be my theory. That's what I think is taking place. That's awesome. Yeah, I look at, I look at the numbers for the month of May and Inland Empire has Aslan Barnes, number two, Josh Fast, number three, hey, and yo. Brendan Joyce, number four. Sneaky, yeah. And then yep. you have the top office in D.C. and Inland Empire's number three um, for the month of May. Let's talk about what D.C. I mean, really, both groups did over the weekend. And I guess my question would be maybe give us kind of what's going on in D.C. Were they, in your opinion, were they not hitting their potential until this weekend? Do we kind of was the beak, the beast finally awakened? this week with the 200 spot, like what, what do you think attributed to that? And what do they do differently to kind of like wake up? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, I, I, I said it today, there's a storm brewing in the East and, and I would say that actually it's not even, they're still not quite at potential. Um, they're still, they're, they're still on their way up. That, that team is super special and we love them. But, um, I'll tell you my experience. I went out there two weeks ago. And I had, Steve does separate trainings out there. He does a great job. Ryan Gertil kind of runs his program on his own. And then Steve, John Lucas, and Audie run the other program. So a, kind of a bigger office and a smaller office. And they, and they do separate meetings. So they never really get together. So one of the first times the whole office got together was when I was out there. And I remember walking in that room and I'm like, holy cow, there are, this is a militia. There are so many people. Yeah. But all I could feel was and this is no disrespect, but a truthful feeling was I was just disappointed. I'm like, how can we have this many bodies and only be putting up 19, 20, 21 a day? Mm-hmm. And so it became kind of a, a message to them like, hey, we really got to step up. And, and more than anything, it was the vets out there that hadn't really caught their stride. The rookies are doing really well. And I think what happened this weekend was that combined with Aaron coming out and publicly shaming them last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, with some missing posters, we finally saw the rookies do what they've been doing. And then the vets step up. First and foremost, you got to give a shout out to Steve Warner. Um, he, he committed to being top 10 and, and hitting 11 uh, sales on the week. And he did. And I think his team saw that and they matched that energy. That's the best FP week anyone's had in the DC office this year. Oh, is 11, great. And it was done by an old dog. Um, you got to respect that. And I think what happened was his people saw that and responded. You have Wookie throwing in a five spot yesterday. Audi finally showing up doing a five spot. You have Kevin Calderon and, and, and James Lugende. And, and we have even rookies hitting these four or five spots, which is a big deal. And when they do that, we start to see, oh, this is what's actually capable. So, again, I think the leadership's finally starting to step up. I think they're waking up and understanding what they are capable of. And they're starting to crest that potential that, that, that they have. And it's, it's beautiful to see taking place together with this Inland Empire office, too. So you think my missing posters helped, um, you know, well, you know, Logan and Audie, yeah. cause I was <laughs> yeah, hanging them throughout DC at like these like, you know, crosswalks <laughs> and stuff. And they were like, like what the hell's going on? You know, but I was like, if you see you, them, call me or text me. You, you talk, you talk about a perfect environment, right? Where, you know, you have to have a good environment with multiple leaders and you and Puck, Aaron are a great example of, of kind of what the partnership needs across the board. It's funny. I got a call from a rookie. Puck came out and visited Inland Empire last week. And I got a call from a rookie in my office and he said, I don't exactly know what Puck said, but whatever he did, it just made me feel like good. And it made me feel like everything's going to be okay. And then I have Aaron on the opposite end of the spectrum showing up to DC and putting up missing posters of my top vet to kind of shame them. So it's kind of cool how we get both ends of that spectrum, kind of that loving, empathetic leader along with the leader that will, you know, slap you on the butt and get you going. So we appreciate your guys' leadership too and helping us develop into what we are. 
So observing Aslan and Ty Roper and, um, you know, uh, Joyce this year and uh, even Riley and like, you know, a couple other ones in, in DC and um, picking it up and, you know, Ollie really turned it around too and Audie too. Like what, what, what are you thinking that they have been changing or doing differently or adapting to or something to kind of get these numbers up? Or, or are you already in an inland empire with that per up average? You know, it's like, what, what's some sales advice that you've been seeing or observing that um, has been helping your group and that maybe can help the whole entire partnership? Yeah, I mean, we, we just have the philosophy throughout the whole region. It's a, it's a move or die. Um, I think too often in this job, our reps find ourselves just treading water on our sales approaches mm-hmm. where we're talking and we're, we're giving information, but we're not moving forward. And if you tread water for too long, you'll eventually cramp and drown, right? Mm-hmm. The idea is, Hey, we need you guys to start stroking forward. The moment your customers start to show any inclination of interest, we go, we move. Okay. Whatever you were talking about, whatever value you're building, stop it. I think we have this tendency to overcomplicate and think we have to go through every one of our products and the features and benefits and then paint this picture for our customers and on each end of it. And it's like, dude, as soon as they say they want a camera out the front, let's run with that. Let's move forward. Let's get to the paperwork. Let's go. And I think our guys are becoming a lot more efficient with weeding away the people who won't buy and then understanding the people who will move quickly. So it's like too often we, we assume we have to sell every door we knock. And too often these rookies say, well, what do I say when the customer's not interested? And 90% of my answers are nothing, walk away, go find someone who is. And this product is just too good. The offering is too good. And our reps are too good to be wasting time with, you know, someone who's on a four or five on a scale of one to 10. I want the eights and nines, go find them, they're out there. And I think our team across the board, DC and Inland Empire are understanding, let's be super efficient. Let's not seek after the 90 and nine. Let's find the one, that low hanging fruit that wants it already. And then as soon as they start to bite, start reeling in. And um, that's helped us be more efficient, which allows us to get more time on the doors and by virtue more sales. Nice. Like it. So don't overcomplicate it would be the message. Simplify it. Last question I have for you. So we just got done with Memorial Day yesterday. It's kind of another, I kind of like to divide this job into maybe four sections. It's like there's preseason. The beginning of the summer to Memorial Day is number two quarter. Now till 4th of July is third, right? And then there's the home stretch. But what advice are you giving to groups now? Maybe the honeymoon's over. There's some people like there might, there'll be some fat trimming here soon with ultimatums and stuff. But what advice do you have between now and July 4th? Like, what are you telling your teams where like you've done this job, been successful 300, six years in a row. What are you thinking? What are you telling these guys? Yeah. Uh, my advice is you got to stop weaning your reps. Um, you got to get them off yourself. So you're right. Preseason, we kind of make the excuse in our mind that, oh, it's preseason. We're figuring out, we're training, you know, got to get these guys sales for the whole month of, you know, second half of April and whole month of May. Uh, yeah. I'm not selling as much because my reps need me. I'm overwhelmed and I have four guys on my hip and I got, you know, there's a lot of responsibilities in May. At this point in the summer, though, we call Memorial Day graduation day. So today at our little correlation, we'll play the graduation song. And there's no such thing as rookies anymore. We're all vets now. Okay, We're all treated equally. There's no reason a manager who should be selling double digits every week should be now taking time off the door to go drive over and close a sale for a rookie. Like We have to wean them off and let them do this for themselves. And I think the month of May, especially, our veteran reps are constantly, whether they know it or not, subconsciously 
making excuses for why their production's down. And what I say to my reps is now there's no more excuses. There should be no, you cannot tell me that you're not selling because your rookies are too needy. Because what that means is you're enabling them and you're a crutch for them and you need to stop. Now, I'm not saying abandon your reps completely. There should still be early morning correlations, extra trainings, one-on-one late night training. But when it comes time to knock, there is nothing better you can do for your rep than dropping them off in the area and making sure they work. And if they don't, send them home. Yeah. Right? Because we, we don't want your dumb excuses about why you're not selling because you're overwhelmed. Because at this point, your reps know how to do it. And if they need extra help, then we'll, we'll do it off the doors, you know, after hours or before hours. That's great. That's, that's exactly it, J. Lou. That's why we had you on. We definitely needed that. We wanted to hear that. Um, top rep in the whole company last week. Um, one of the top offices in the whole company. First office to do 200 EFP last week and then the top region in the partnership. Um, are you predicting the same thing this week going up, going forward? Yeah, I, I don't think there's any stopping here. I We talk about Big Mo all the time. Mm-hmm. And one thing that Empire is, Big Mo is on the East Coast and West Coast right now. And we are we are snuggled up tight. We're going to ride this wave. Um, and we just keep getting better. You know, DC, we're going to see a little trimming of the fat, which I think will be <clears throat> addition by subtraction. Yeah, We're going to see even more of a pop out of them. And Inland Empire, I think they're just being fueled more and more by this idea that, you know, they can be contenders and I think they believe it and that belief goes a long way. So, um, I, yeah, I don't foresee anything stopping this train from rolling. Wow. Love it, J. Lou. You heard it here first. J. Lou said he's going to be top region this week. That's incredible. Coast to coast. Josh Gruel, who? Wow. Oh, The show who? He says, all right, Lewis, thanks for joining us. Super aggressive. Appreciate you, brother. And, uh, go kill it this week. Okay. Later. He liked how that finished. Yeah, I he's tell. like, uh, okay. Um, you know what though? It, it's okay. So for those that are listening, they don't understand why this week we say trimming the fat, ultimatums, blah, blah. So we have two Saturdays a week. Yesterday was a Saturday, which is a holiday, which yep. is like one of the best days to sell ever, right? And then we have a Saturday coming up. So yep. if you cannot sell a human being or someone that owns a house or even rents, and you can't sell somebody in a six-day period with two of those days being Saturday, that means the next week you have to sell two or we're sending your ass home, you yeah. know, because this, this might not be for you, you know, yeah. cause I mean, it, it clearly it not being for you. So that's why it's really important to get on the board this week because we're going to be starting doing ultimatums this week. And if your office isn't doing it, you should be doing it. Um, we believe in addition by subtraction, sometimes trimming the fat is healthy, uh, opening up the vision, um, and just kind of maybe just having a room just full of dogs that want to work and not, not soft excuses. Yeah. Well said. And, uh, I think that leads us into our Mic drop. Okay. When the p's in the crib, ma. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. When the pigs try to get at you, park it like it's hot. Hey, Aaron, leadership is influence. Nothing less, nothing more. There's two type of leaders. There's vertical leadership, and then there's horizontal leadership. Vertical leadership are the leaders that are on their ivory tower. They say, do as I say not as I do. Mm -hmm. Horizontal leaders, they're the ones in the trenches, leading from the front. They're pulling rather than pushing. They're the Jimmy Butlers. Mm. In the trenches, grinding, and they're inspiring. They're motivating, and they're the example. They're saying, just do what I do. I got us. I'm going to get us the double, yeah. There's no bad teams, just bad leaders. Best thing you can do for your team, if you want, how do we step it up? What do we need to do? Go lead from the front and watch what happens. They will follow. Mike, Drop. 
love it. That is perfect, Puck, because honestly, there's J. Lou said it too, and you just kind of said it too. It's like, we, I mean, talked to some leaders. It's like, hey, no more people shadowing you. No more excuses. Da, da, da. Like, let's put that behind us. You know, I had a good talk with Bella this week. I'm like, no, don't let anybody shadow you anymore. Just go and throw in 15 and lead from the front and open up the vision. That's what we need most from you right now. And others we've been talking to, it's like none of the rookie excuses anymore. There's no secret sauce. Roll up the sleeves, get it going. I, I, I actually, hats to Steve Warner. Mm-hmm. And you fired it up out there. DC had no one in double digits. Then they go out, Steve leads, and a lot of these guys start stepping it up. Stebulous, Ray, all them. Yeah, Stebulous had a great week. And it was awesome, dude. And yeah. they went, they had a historic week. Uh, thank you, Cards. Let's yeah. get it. Thank you, Third Looks, mm. for not only being a distraction, but giving us about 25% of the income when they get installed, about 20% of the time. Really though, like we shouldn't even be doing the survey unless it's going to same day. Just move on. I don't want to, I don't want a fake survey then your schedule out that might work when they get paid in three weeks. It no was one some, cares. Some hater of Vivint's like, I got an idea, Third Looks. And we're like, oh, this is a good idea. Yeah. Like, oh, this, we're going to live off of surveys. Here's something to sabotage the company, Third yeah. Looks. Uh, That's it for game time. Appreciate you guys being on. Let's go have a banger week. Do it.